Hey girls, before we get started in the show, I want to let you know that this Friday, February 19th, we are having a Tiny Revolution live show with Grace Baldridge, a.k.a. Semler, a.k.a. The Preacher's Kid themselves. If you don't know who Grace Baldridge is, they debuted their amazing EP called Preacher's Kid last week, and it hit number one on the Christian charts. The first queer Christian on the Christian charts. What? A concept and the EP is absolutely fucking gorgeous and I'm so excited to have Grace uh, coming out to hang out with us for a live show and you can go ahead and get your tickets right now it's at thekevingarcia.com slash live show that's thekevingarcia.com slash live show tickets are just seven bucks and um, 11% of all proceeds are going to be donated to Beloved Arise an LGBTQ uh, youth group for queer kids of faith um, and Go stream Preacher's Kid all over the place. Get your tickets. Again, it's at thekevingarcia.com slash live show. Hit me up with any questions. And the playback. If uh, It's going to be available for playback for a week afterwards. And then you can also watch the playback if you are a Patreon supporter. So please check that out at patreon.com slash thekevingarcia. I'm done. And let's go ahead and get into the show, shall we? Enjoy. <laughs> Hey babes, and welcome back to another episode of A Tiny Revolution. It's episode 130. I'm Kevin Garcia. I'm your host slash uh, your digital pastor in residence, um, lead heretic in charge, um, woo-woo vibey ass bitch, and I'm just really glad you're here. Uh, There are so many new folks showing up to the community here on uh, on a tiny revolution over on uh, the Twitter and the Instagrams and also over um, in Patreon especially we've got almost a hundred people who are engaged in our our uh, Discord channel chatting it up connecting talking about topics that actually matter it's really really exciting I'm loving it and I want you to be a part of it um, a couple months ago we restructured everything so it can be a more inclusive space so we um i just flattened everything out it's a sliding scale from 11 to 33 dollars a month and in there you get to connect with people like you and who are on their deconstruction journey their reconstruction journey people who believe in jesus and still love witchy things and people who don't know what they believe it's a it's a really cool space um and we're learning how to do faith together um And I can't wait to do more things with you. And one of those things I want to share with you has actually been inspired by today's guest. But before I tell you about her, let me give you the first welcome to what I'm uh, tentatively and lovingly calling Saturday Church, um, a.k.a. the Saturday Holy Ghost Church for all heretics and doubt-filled believers and brunch meetup. Um, (laughs) uh, I've been wanting to talk more about like what I actually believe beyond just like these practical things because i think sometimes the transformation of the mind comes through poetry you know what i'm saying comes through something a little bit more delicious than just uh than just purely like you know talking about all the heavy stuff which like i think it's like i'm ready to really like start preaching again i guess is what it comes down to Um, So we're going to gather on Instagram Live and on Zoom, and I'm working out a way to make this accessible for our friends who might be hard of hearing. 
um, checking into pricing on what it will cost to pay an ASL interpreter to be on some kind of Zoom situation. I'm not sure yet, but I do believe that we can do this. Um, so if you are interested in that, go ahead and go over to thekevingarcia.com slash Saturday Church and RSVP, let people know you're coming. Um, share it on the internet. All the information is over there. It'll be on Instagram Live. And um, if you're part of the Patreon community, I am also going to be working out maybe you know, uh, a couple weekends a month where we meet up on brunch afterwards just to chat and connect and talk to one another. Um, I think this is a really, this is just an idea. This is an experiment. Um, and I want you to be there. So mark your calendars, Saturday, 11, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we're going to gather. We're going to breathe. We're going to do some, we're going to have some music by some of my friends. And we're going to, you know, get on, figure this thing out. I don't know. I'm excited about it. But Deadass, the person who inspired me, this was actually somebody I met at my seminary, Columbia Theological Seminary. Shout out to the peeps over there. Uh, LaVon Proverbs Briggs, a.k.a. Pastor Bay, a.k.a. the spiritualist, womanist, blackest pastor you've ever met. Just kidding. You've probably met a whole lot of really good black pastors. I know how I have. But let me tell you what. You ain't never heard anybody like Pastor Bay. She is uh, an Emmy Award winner, a body and sex positive womanist spiritualist. How's that for a mouthful? She's a writer, pastor, preacher, spiritual life coach highly sought after transformational speaker and seminar leader. A TEDx speaker, she's been featured in Essence, Cosmopolitan, The Washington Post, and Sojourners, just to name a few. And she was named in March 2019, one of the 11 women shaping the church. Uh, Briggs is the founder of Beautiful Scars, a healing-centered storytelling agency focused on fostering pleasure and resiliency. And she's also the curator of The Proverbial Experience, a series of virtual spiritual gatherings to nourish your souls, which I am an attendee. I go every single Sunday at 11, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, she's a, a former assistant pastor and certified spin instructor. Come on, body. Briggs offers consulting for sacred institutions and secular ones as well. And she's partnered with LIF, Auburn Seminary, the Atlanta University Center, San Francisco Department of Health, Young Women Social Entrepreneurs, and more. You know she's given back. You know that she's a servant and she serves on the Board of Art and Abolition, an organization that exists to heal, empower, and protect young girls in Kenya who have survived male sexual violence. And now, if you want to know what her credentials are, her education, she is a graduate of the Lawrenceville School, Seton Hall University, Yale Divinity School, and Columbia Theological Seminary. A proud member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated and the inaugural cohort of Do Good X Startup Accelerator, a New York City native, currently in New Orleans, found on, you can find her on Facebook and LinkedIn, and on Instagram and Twitter, at P. Oh, you know, I love it when I get to read my friends' bios. I'm just like, yes, you better give us the list, the credentials, because you know what? They do it for everybody else. Why not give yourself the flowers? I, um, like I said, a lot of what I'm working on um, has come and been inspired by LaVon. Um, she's an excellent consultant uh, as somebody who has benefited from her work if you need some direction go hire her she's somebody to talk to anyways in this conversation we share about our journeys as folks who kind of are finding our way outside of colonial christianity and what it looks like to build 
spiritual community both online and what the future of quote unquote the church could be um it's so much fun i hope you enjoy it uh get yourself something to drink settle in and then also send this to somebody um on twitter or instagram so they can hear that you know that you know somebody who need to hear this i love you enjoy this conversation with me and levon proverbs briggs aka pastor bay Blair tells me you and I met sometime before in person around Atlanta, question mark? Or did I make that up in my head? I thought we met in the dining hall of Columbia Theological Seminary. Boop, boop, there it was. I was there for something that Dr. Ralph Watkins was doing. Mm -hmm. And I think they included lunch for us. And we just got to chitty chatting. I think it was maybe Beyonce. I don't remember. But (laughs) and I was just like, oh, you're so cool. We followed each other on Instagram. And now you're a superstar. Girl. Like you, also you too. I'm just like, I was on your live the other day. I'm just like, she has like 250 people staying on. Listen, folks that, are, quarantine will have you rethinking your spiritual life. Okay? 100%. 1,000%. So yeah, I love it. And I think that like you, because I show up so fully integrated, that means that a lot of different people are able to tap into my energy and my space. So mm-hmm. you can have some people who are like, fuck the church. I'm never going back to church again, but I'm pulling these tarot cards. Mm-hmm. You have other people who are like Jesus freaks, but they like, uh, I don't hate gay people. So let me see mm-hmm. who she talked about over here. So it's just, yeah. When you show up fully, you you invite your tribe to come be with you. On It's one of those, if you build it, they will come sort of deals. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all of us, I feel like, are like, we've been wandering out in the desert for a minute now. <laughs> and so we finally found the campsite. And we're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. But can I tell you that, like, even when you are out in the wild, because I've been thinking about this term wild mm. a lot. You're so mine, beloved. Bring it and, on. Yeah. It's like when you step away from what we've been taught to believe is like colonization mm. and civilization yes. is actually repression. Say that. Like, this is not civilization. Civilization is mama earth. Hey. Being in alignment, right? With universes and stars and systems. And so when you're in the wild, you're actually returning to to colonialism. Come on. And that's that's what what I've been loving about watching your journey and also like being on the journey of my own of read rediscovering what our people before Mm -hmm. colonization believed. And at the same time, still holding on to whatever things from Christianity are helpful or anything. Right. Because there's a lot of like a lot for a lot of people, whether we like it or not, it's like the spiritual land language that so yeah. many of us speak is, you know, my mama is not going to learn about Brigid or anybody else in the Celtic <laughs> lore. But I talked to her about, um, you know, St. Brigid, who, you know, a legend about St. Brigid, mm-hmm. who was the, you know, the allegedly the handmaiden to the Virgin Mary when she gave birth to mm-hmm. Jesus. When really she was just a reimagined goddess from the Celtic people. I say, and that's it. Even when we say things like legend, like I love how our Jewish kin, they have the Midrash, right? Mm -hmm. Which is this exposition, this, this investigation of what else could be possible, right? And that's what I think we all need to bring because as much as whatever faith tradition you come from has a sacred text or mm-hmm. uh, an ideology, like you don't know everything. Not a bit. <laughs> we don't know everything. And so we get to say, hmm, 
what's missing here and then go mm. live that out yeah and just go figure it out and like figure if we and if we and if we're wrong great then we get to be right once we figure it out exactly. again exactly exactly there's no such thing as failure right cuz even mm-hmm. if you quote unquote fail you're still trying you're still reaching beyond your comfort zone so whenever something doesn't work out the way i intended it to i'm like well I didn't fail, you know, I learned. I didn't Mm -hmm. lose, I learned. Yeah, and it really is that subtle perspective shift to say like, you know, what if I believe the words of scripture that said like, you know, nothing formed against me can stand, no weapon formed against me. What if I believed that like, you know, if I build my house on a solid foundation, that even in a storm, it ain't gonna get bowled over. Right, so it's like at its core, when we talk about like the way, which is what Christianity mm-hmm. was originally called, yes. it was about questioning authority, liberating the most marginalized among us, right? So it's like at the core, it's liberation. But thanks to European colonizers and their puritanical bullshit and mm-hmm. their anti-blackness and their anti-body, right? All that shit trickled down to us. So for me, I'm the daughter of Caribbean immigrants. My mom's from Barbados. My dad's from Guyana. Um, So that whole layer of British imperialism and colonialism was absolutely a part of my upbringing. Mm -hmm. So my Jesus was white. He didn't have blonde hair and blue eyes. He was a brunette, but he was still white. (laughs) My Jesus was also brunette, but he was still definitely white, too. It's a church full of black people. What in the world? Where are your people from? Uh, Mexican on my daddy's side, like indigenous Mexican. And um, on my mom's side, uh, Celtic and German. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, the Jesus I grew up with was American military Jesus because yeah. my dad had a really, really rough time. Uh, born in California to a mom mm. who had to give him up for adoption. He wow. was adopted into an abusive family. He was mixed. Family Mexican? Mm-hmm. So, like, wow. um, his sister, so he was um, light-skinned, but his sisters were, like, chocolate. Like, mm-hmm. dark, dark, dark. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he was, like, the white, like, the light-skinned person in the dark-skinned family. Uh-oh. And then became, you know, joined the military and got it all stripped away from him. And yeah. I remember growing up, we, like, my dad said, you're not Mexican, you are American. Mm-hmm. With the last name Garcia, which, again, because, like, <laughs> you know, that's what he did. That's what, like, you know, he was told to do and that's how he thought he was keeping us safe yeah and at the same time like god it's like i i'm not bilingual because you right. didn't speak it in the, the home because you will be you know right. and like you know we're not connected to like any of our like any of our heritage you know it was, it's just within the past four or five years since like coming out and getting involved with the work that Someone said, you need to figure out who your people are because your last name's Garcia, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, bruh. Hermano. Yeah. Um, so. That's, so, that's so important because when we think about colonialism, mm-hmm. we often think about it in terms of race in North America, particularly the United States. Mm-hmm. So it gets conflated to this binary of black and white, which right. is inherently westernized and colonized, say it's either or, where mm-hmm. there are a whole plethora of brown and indigenous folks, mm-hmm. right? who are part of this so that's why it's so delightful for me Mm. to engage with a non-black person of color Mm. who is not anti-black because when i lived in the bay area asian people filipino people yeah anti-black it's yeah it's it's a whole thing uh 
I um when I was first starting out in organizing work, like I was cutting my teeth with a lot of Asian organizers, mm. uh, and so the th- the thing that we talked about a lot was just like how much people want to aspire to the mythical norm of whiteness and want to mm. aspire to. Uh, I mean, I get it because like, oh, yeah, that looks comfortable. That looks safe. But at the end of the day, they're going to keep you in. Like, you'll be safe, but you'll be poor. You will not have health care. You'll be safe. But eventually, you know, one of your kids is going to be walking outside. They're still going to get arrested no matter who you voted for. Safety. Hmm. Is it safe if you're poor? Hmm. Is it safe if you have to teach your children how to interact with trigger happy police officers? Hello. That's not safety, that's survival. And I think black and brown people have been clinging to survival on this land that we don't even know what safety is. Mm -mm. And so one of the the things my therapist told me was like, especially for those of us who grew up around trauma, we were constantly ready for the next fight, constantly ready for the next battle. So like when things do become peaceful, like that's when people say, I don't know why I always self-sabotage. It's because peace becomes a trigger for us because it's like, I gotta be ready. I gotta be ready. And so You're like, I'm waiting on. waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. baby, this is it. Like, okay, so um, the premier sidereal astrologist, Dana Knuckles, she's at mm-hmm. People's Oracle. Yes, she thank you for tweeted, turning me on to her. Oof, listen, good shit there. And she tweeted the other day that since the scourge of that creature has left the people's house, Bless that we Lord. have not had to be on high alert, just expecting for something to happen that day. And she's like, we just returned to regular old pandemic just that quickly. And of course, you know, there yes. are things that can be said because I'm seeing reports about mm-hmm. African folks and Caribbean folks being deported at very high numbers. And, mm. You know, Biden is a predator, Kamala is a, persecu- a prosecutor, so. Yeah, the whole We're nine. by no means like out of the woods. Like the coast is not clear. No, it was like, but, what's gonna stop the ship from completely sinking while we're still on it until I can get my passport and get the fuck out? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Cause at the top of quarantine, I was applying for my dual citizenship on the island of Barbados. Mm. I was trying to get the fuck out of Dodge. I was finishing my book. I was like, if I gotta be in quarantine, I wanna be in quarantine in paradise, go do some matrilineal research search mm-hmm. and the United States did what the United States always does, which is ruin things. Everything. <laughs> Barbados was like, you are not coming here, which is how I ended up in New Orleans. So, yeah. So that's where you are now is, in, yes. mm-hmm. which is so cool. Uh, so mm-hmm. tell me what drew you to this city? Because I feel oh. like there's a lot of juice in that. Oh, New Orleans is a portal. That's what I tell people. It's my favorite American city. I've been here for conferences, birthday parties, weddings, you know. Same, and same, I remember same. when I was here in October 2019 for a birthday party, I was like, next time I come here, I'm not even coming to the French Quarter. Like, I want to see New Orleans in glory. And mm-hmm. so <laughs> this white man who identifies as a humanitarian was my landlord in Atlanta. Hmm. sold the house I was renting in May. Out from under you. I had 29 days to move during a pandemic. The... uh, (laughs) But you're a humanitarian. Got it. Yeah, but I'm going to sell your house that you live in during the pandemic and make you move in a... mm -hmm. In a pandemic. He's a humanitarian. You just really got to give it to them. (laughs) So I was like, 
like, okay, people like you could fight it. No judge is going to force you to move. I was, I don't have the energy for this, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I said, where am I going to go? So I ended up staying with my pastor in Atlanta for like three weeks. And then Mm -hmm. um, it was time for me to shift. So I was like, let me go to New Orleans and just, you know, rent some Airbnbs and we'll see if Barbados lets people in. Mm-hmm. So I get to New Orleans um, June 10th. Was it June? June 3rd. And I'm there. And for like a couple days, I was getting into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And then I started saying, well, what would it look like to be here? And so that thought was there. Mm-hmm. So like a week later, my friend who is a lawyer on the island of Barbados, she sends me this two page document from the Ministry of Tourism. And line 17, Kevin said, if you come from a country that's high risk with COVID and you have a negative COVID test, you still need to be quarantined for seven to 14 days in a government facility. Excuse me? <laughs> like, so you gotta go there and they're gonna put you in a question mark. Question mark. And I was like, so are we talking like oceanfront penthouse suite? Like what are I'm we? A, like you can still like, I, I know that you can get to New Zealand as long as you like, like you like they have to track your phone or whatever. And like, you got to stay on a property if you're going somewhere. Yeah, no, they but, like shit facility. And I Googled it. I'm like, what does it look no, like? No, no, no. I, my friend was like, well, they're kind of I used to live bad. on base. I know what this is. I know government <laughs> facilities. I was like, absolutely not. So I was like, reroute, right? Pivot, get my refund and tapping into the ancestral and indigenous wisdom of my people as Mm. a woman who comes from West African people, specifically Sierra Leone and Angola. Okay, ancestors, excuse Mm -hmm. me, your child needs needs shelter. Hello. Uh, So I need y'all to work this out. So lit my candles, said my prayers, spirit was like, Go on Craigslist. Craigslist? I grew up in New York City where it was like Craigslist is for the creepers. Yes, there's. (laughs) Listen, if you want the Craigslist killer, there's one in every city. He's going to come give you a massage. Uh uh. What are y'all talking about? Just listen, baby. Okay, go to um, sublets. Okay. And this is after I had met a scammer already. So I was already mm. kind of like, no, thank you. But even right. shout out to my intuition there for being like, and not even just my intuition, my critical thinking to be like, sir, you are not about to ask you money and you want to mail me keys. No. No, 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 no. So anyway, long story short, when I sent in to, let me back up. What am I trying to say? Long story short, I reach out to this person that has this listing for this gorgeous one bedroom, one bathroom here, sublet. Mm-hmm. Turns out that Shorty and her partner of eight years had just broke up. She was mm-hmm. looking to get out of Dodge quickly. It is beautiful when you come to New Orleans, when it's safe and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an indoor clawfoot tub, indoor shower, outdoor shower. Yeah, corner, corner Dude, <laughs> get in a, out. In a historic neighborhood that's super black, because I was like, this is pre-election season. Mm-hmm. I was like, if something pops off, I need to be around black people. Yeah. I need to be around Negroids who are going to have my back, if anything. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, because they worked it out. Look at that. Won't she do it? Won't she do it? Didn't she? Didn't she? Yes. That is... I have to say, like, what it sounds like, and you can confirm or deny, it's like, okay, so, like, here I am. I'm feeling this, like, little nudge here from spirit to say, just check it out. Just see see what doors I might open. And it's like, it's like there's, like, I'm willing. Yeah. It's like, I'm willing to consider that maybe my life could look different. 
Absolutely. That's the divine fingerprint on my life. That's how I know it's spirit. This one door will open and I'll just be like, oh, okay, this is the door. Because yeah. I am the type to, if you take me to Cheesecake Factory, I'm going to be looking hey. at the menu for like 30 minutes. I'm be like, I don't. Why too many things. Someone? It's too many things. I'm like, I want that smoothie. I want L1 medium spice, please. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> going to the same thing over and over. So spirit knows spirit's child. And it's mm-hmm. like, here you go, baby. So, yeah, that's brilliant. Congratulations on. Thank you. <laughs> rolling Thank with it. Thank you. Thank you. It's a gift. My mom, she mm. uh, wanted to be a flight attendant when she was younger. Mm. She got pregnant with me at 20. Mm. So she never actualized that dream, but she's always been like, if you have a chance to go somewhere, just go. So I've been going. Brilliant. Ugh, that's the part. Like, I'm hoping, like, if uh, if a if a book deal comes through in the way that I hope it comes through, like, I'm just like, I'm I'm going to get a I'm gonna find some sort of camper van and I'm gonna just take this shit on the road, be out yes. in nature for a while, take my yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but that's what I would have noticed over the past year for me too was um, finished up school at Columbia, yeah. and then and then it was just like okay I got to figure out how to how to make it work. But it was all these like little little nudges here and there, and it's yeah. like I think that's what people are like really scared of is like you know how do I know it's me you know or how is how do I know it's God and not me mm. you know and it's like mm-hmm. I was like what's the difference? Period. That's what I was gonna say. I was like. It is you because you are God in the flesh. Mm-hmm. You're a human expression of God. Yeah. So I would love to talk to you about specifically like you have a beautiful blend of your African just traditional spiritual practices mm-hmm. in like, you know, as you're doing the, the proverbial spirit, mm-hmm. proverbial experience on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the, for me, it makes perfect and total sense because like I do the same thing with like, you know, my prayer life as well. Yeah. It's like, you know, light my candles, you know, do my Ave Marias and Our Fathers and really yes. like. And so for other people, it's like talking about Orishas, mm-hmm. talking about, <laughs> you know, your, and also even for many people, just even like speaking about our ancestors yeah. is, is wild. So how did you find your way back into your African spiritual traditions yeah. And how did you, when did, where did the idea for the proverbial experience start? Yeah. So the journey started honestly before I was born because in mm-hmm. African cosmology, we believe that you choose your parents for yeah. better or for worse. We believe that you choose your purpose before you come to earth. Right. And you come to do the, the things that you need to do. So everything that you go through, while it's not good, while we do not condemn, condone it, you know, we condemn some of the things that happen to you, actually, mm-hmm. um, it is a part of the formation of the expression of your purpose on the earth. Mm. We believe that heaven, the ancestral realm, is our home and earth is the marketplace. Mm. So when I come to earth to Caribbean parents who are trying to make me read the Bible at 12 years old, I'm like, this shit is boring. And then I, I am regurgitating the King James version at 22 years old. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm over here. I got the NIV on lock. Okay. Through and it's through. It's giving. It's giving. It's giving iterations. 
So every part of my life, whether I was serving as an acolyte in the Episcopal Church, whether I was experiencing radical demonstrative worship in the Pentecostal Church, whether I was really um, refining my justice oriented skills and praxis in the Baptist Church, like it all speaks to who I am today. Mm -hmm. So when things really started to pop was when I was getting my Master of Divinity at Yale and I learned about Black liberation theology mm. and womanist theology and mujerista the and just like all the things, right? And I was right. like, oh. And my forever dean, Dean Emily Towns. Yes, Emily Towns. <laughs> the dean of Vanderbilt University Divinity School. She talked about how as she was getting older that her theology was becoming less Christocentric and more mm. theocentric. Yes. Now to a super saved kid coming out of the Pentecostal church, I was like, oh, what do you mean it's not Jesus? What do you, oh, uh, what, do you what do you mean you're not Christocentric? So yeah, when she started talking about when she discovered who her Orisha were, I was like, what is she talking about? Mm -hmm. And so over time, every seed that had been planted started to germinate. And so when I graduated, mm -hmm. got to Atlanta, I started going to a church called First African Presbyterian Church. Mm -hmm. And very much like um, Trinity in Chicago, we're unapologetically black and unashamedly Christian. Like we were African first. Mm. And our Christianity was an African traditional religion. Fuck yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Let me mute this real quick. So I had a consciousness that said Jesus is African. Mm. Christianity is African. Mm. The Bible is African. Mm. I'm African. Huh. So what does that mean for this non-African faith that I've been practicing? So I got to deconstruct a lot, reconstruct some things, synthesize some things. And one thing led to another where it was like, well, if I can pour libation, if I can experience God in nature, then God can talk to me any way God wants to talk to me. So let me just listen. Hello. And then December, 2018, I went to Bali on a yoga and manifestation retreat for black women. And they had us pulling Oracle cards. And I was like, what is this? What is this moon deck? What are these cards? Mm -hmm. And I was like, why do I feel affirmed reading this card? And so throughout my journey, different parts of myself have been coming to the surface. And so bringing all of that to the proverbial experience, I know deep cleansing breath, um, March 15th, 2020 was the last time any sane person stepped into a church, a physical church. And so we thought we were gonna be in a house for two weeks. Oh yeah, we were just like, oh, it's gonna be fine. You know, we went, we grocery shopped, we got our snacks, you know, everyone, we're gonna, you know, they said, what, and then those celebrities really, really got out there in front singing that off key, you know, what is it? Um, Imagine there's no heaven, and then I'm gonna change the key. They, like, no one planned that well. That was a poorly planned thing, anyways. We were like, everyone get groceries, get some wine, some whiskey. Two weeks, easy peasy. Oh, my Baby, God. We got to the end of March and we were like, okay, wait a minute now. <laughs> Remember when everybody was like doing like push-up challenges and shit at home? Everybody yes. was fit as fuck. <laughs> my brother tagged me in a push-up challenge. I was like, beloved. It's just like, happening. I'm going to push you away from me. That's what I'm going to push. <laughs> 
I'm about to push the champagne to my lips. Hey. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so like that last week in March, people were like, what are we going to do about church? And I was like, all right, y'all, I hear you. I'm going to go live on Instagram. Do y'all want to meet at 11 a.m. or 3 p.m.? Because I was like, we could do whatever we want. And mm-hmm. everybody was like, 11. I was like, oh, y'all like church in the morning. Okay. Yeah. So that first one, it was April 5th, 2020. I think it might have been Palm Sunday. Hmm. Um, yeah, because Easter yeah. is uh, is right around that time this year. Yeah. And went live, poured libation, talked about some quotation, some black person said, pulled a card, read a scripture, preached, prayed. And I had to do it in less than an hour because I didn't have 10,000 followers yet. Hmm. And now look at you. And now in the news, okay. Out Listen, here. people featuring, people saying what's good. People have, also Yeah, you can go love. And you've got like an entire like your community, like not just mm-hmm. like people showing up, but just like you are actually like I feel like doing a lot of like when I'm because like true talk, I'm watching you because like I'm, I'm trying to learn from you because I'm just like Aww. I'm like, this is it. So like within like your community, like, cause you have other people who are tribe leaders is what you, I think you call them. Mm-hmm. But just like, what's your community set up like right now? So it took me weeks and weeks, maybe even months and months to actually name this space as a church. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not calling it a church. I'm not calling myself pastor. I'm just not. <laughs> and it was mm. like, this is a church. You're our pastor. And I was like, damn it. Okay. So... <laughs> I learned from excellent leadership. Mm-hmm. I learned from trash leadership. That's that a you, word right there. <laughs> you gotta give people authenticity so that they can latch onto the vision. And mm-hmm. so that when you talk about it every time, it's you showing up. I'm not selling people an idea. Say that. I'm giving people what has given me life. And if it works for you, cool. And if it doesn't, cool, right? Literally whatever you want is out there. So I learned that you gotta, first of all, tell people what you need. Hmm. It's not about asking for help. It's not about you feeling like a burden. You can process through that with your therapist. But if you just say, I need help. If you are a graphic designer, contact me. If you know a graphic designer, contact me. If you are good at whatever, right? Whatever it is that you need. Mm -hmm. The divine desires for you to have what you need. The fact that you have the need shows that you are worthy of having that need met. Come on. I didn't come to preach, but since I'm here. You listen. (laughs) Cash app in the bio, tip her out ladies. Come on. So, and the girls are tipping. The girls are tipping and we appreciate the reciprocity, but we, we, and this is a parenthetical citation for us that mm-hmm. as healers, people expect the most from you while giving you the least. That's not well, say, mm-hmm, okay. So don't be hopping in Kevin's DMs talking about, oh my gosh, I have this problem, kid. You ask Kevin, Kevin, did you eat? Kevin, <gasps> do you need anything? Kevin, are you mm. hydrated? Kevin, do you have the bandwidth to engage a DM? Mm. I received that. And also, yes, everyone. I want to. <laughs> We're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna clip that right there and I'm gonna put that like as just like everyone before you interact with me, please listen to the. the, Right. Right. Oh my gosh. Sorry, you were saying, but you were were saying, um, yeah, so about your community and like getting these met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, just letting people know 100% because that I think the 
Yeah. Oh, we're on a delay, aren't we? That's what's happening, a slight delay. Oh no, okay. It's fine, but now I get it and now I know where we're at. I think when you were saying reciprocity for healers, it really hit me that growing up in like, you know, the evangelical church and Southern Baptist church, and then later on Pentecostal land, white Pentecostal Mm -hmm. land, we had a thing where it was give, 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 give until there's nothing left. And that's how you know you're a good Christian. Is mm-hmm. if all and like because my mother gave herself to the church in so many ways. The children's ministry was lit. Mm-hmm. The children's cantata, Easter cantata, was lit. Mm-hmm. I'm talking my mama like created sets, costumes on a budget, on a dime, out of Oof. her own monies Oof. to create a community thing, and she loved it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I also just like later in life, it was one of those things where like. My, the, I don't think the church really did right by my mama because it, like they never really met her needs like what she really mm. needed like when daddy left it was like you know mm. what she needs is somebody mm. to help like offset the cost of these bills until alimony starts flowing Hello. you know what she needs is an actual friend or somebody to tell her to go to a fucking therapist you know Hello. but what they what she got was uh, we don't think we like she also is like she sang on the worship team she led the worship ministry all her goddamn life she's not the mm-hmm. most amazing singer but she's got a great voice yeah and they wouldn't let her sing on the worship team no more oh no because she like, got divorced I don't know why they didn't actually say oh. why and I'm just like what uh, that's the thing and and, yeah. and anyways but that's like so wild it's like cleansing breath yeah <laughs> we learn we learned to let our, I think it was, was it Emily Towns? It might've been Emily Towns. I heard in an interview, mm-hmm. it was Emily Towns actually. I heard in an interview, she said that for a long time that she learned to consent to her own abuse. Oof, yes. And yes. that is what we learned to do. And that's what I think like yep. I'm learning to flip on its head is to say like, one of my policies is if I'm tired, I'm gonna take a nap. Yes. And if, I do not have the energy, the love to give. Mm-hmm. And I have to slow down and figure out what I'm going to do to take care of myself. Like, yeah, yes. like this this past week, I've kept most of my calls, but I've also rescheduled like half of like, you know, Good two or three calls you. because it's like, if I show up for a client and I'm boohooing because I'm sad about my grandpa, which is fine. Which there's a time. have every right to be. Yeah, time and a place for that. But if yeah. my client who is paying me to be a support for them, if I can't do yeah. that, me taking a nap and waiting until the next day is going to be the best thing for both of us. For everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Your spirits, your spirit guides, your lineages, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel you and I see you. Did I cut mm-hmm. you off, love? No. So I wish I could give you a hug with consent. Of course, um, I would receive it. <laughs> Listen, I love um, a hug, personally. Me too. Yeah, I miss hugs. So when you were talking about your mom, it made me think of my mom. Mm. who I learned from her that you were supposed to put yourself last. You're supposed to put your dreams on the back burner, put your dreams on holds, let the men run around however they want to. Mm -hmm. And you do all of the physical and emotional and spiritual labor. Yeah. Keep the home. Make sure everybody stay in line. Type your husband's uh, essays for law school classes. After you don't all day, teach Sunday school, run around Manhattan looking for your 12-year-old daughter's favorite sneakers that are sold out everywhere. Damn. Whew. 
I'm getting emotional thinking about it because my mom did so much. And I talk about this in my thesis, this concept of martyrdom, where Black women will martyr themselves and no one will stop them. No one will check in and say, did you eat? Are you okay? What do you need? Mm. And Black women, brown women, indigenous women, women of color, femmes, trans folks, like this idea that we are not enough. So we have to do and Mm -hmm. give and achieve and acquire and be so that we will be worthy. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, that's that white Jesus talking. Hello. (laughs) He's the one who says just like, you know, did you, you, do you want to volunteer for the parking team? Like, and that, and that is like, though it's so wild is like for all the people that you named, like in those groups, Black women, trans women, uh, brown, indigenous, um, queers, femmes, like all of us, a lot of us who stick around in these religious spaces are often like, we know we have a gift. We want it to be glorifying to God. And we're told it has to be in this space. But oftentimes we're not given the room to shine or grow or like flex these gifts that we've been given. And we languish and we think something's wrong with us when it's just creativity, love and power that hasn't been moving out of our bodies. Stagnant energy, because energy doesn't disappear. And so what does it become? Mm. (laughs) And so for me, and that, I love how spirit is lovingly bringing us back to the question you asked me is that Mm. when I show up and I say, this space is for y'all, we're co-creating this together. That means everybody, women, queer women, non-gender conforming folks, non-binary folks. Like my leadership team is a black woman who's cishet. Oh, that's me. So there are two of us. Um, There's a non-gender conforming being. Mm -hmm. There is a non-binary Poppy, that's how they identify. <laughs> yes, non-binary Poppy. Listen, that's who, are, they, are they single? Because my heart is looking I for mean, some non-binary Poppy out there in the me, world. Listen. Let me see what's popping. I know that there's some healing that's happening now. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, no. Would. Listen, you know, uh, what is it? The Course in Miracles says that the teacher of God can, uh, the teacher of God assured of what is truly theirs can mm. afford to wait with peace. Come on with peace, beloved. Let me that. And so bringing it into a lot of the stuff you get into and what I've loved is Mm -hmm. you don't shy away from the Bible, a which is like, I still love it. And I think Mm -hmm. it's also just you again. I go with usefulness because it is useful. There's a lot of good stuff in there, and especially like when you can take a story that has been used to oppress people for so yeah. long, or a story that's just overlooked. Yeah. Like Sunday, you said you were talking about Zalofahaz yeah. children. Yeah, Yep. Yes, yep. that was a huge. That was a huge reframe. And, and listen, it's like it's just there in the text. <laughs> it's not even a close reading, and you could say, okay, God said treat women just like you would treat the men. Is that is that it? There you it's go. Right the text, beloved. So this is the fan where we learned in seminary the hermeneutic, right? Mm-hmm. It's the perspective. It's what you bring to the text because at the end of the day, all this religion shit is just human made anyway. Yeah, yeah. So when you have <laughs> when you have human beings, humanity, you have human shit, trauma, you have biases, you have Yo. prejudices, you have conditioning. So niggas who's writing the Bible. No, first of all, let me back up. Niggas who was hearing 
about what happened mm-hmm. and then sat down to write the Bible. The niggas who were interpreting the Bible, because unless you read Hebrew and Greek and Aramaic, you don't really know what the Bible says. Like, nope. Never actually, I've not. Ne- I have never read the Bible except for in Greek class, except for in Hebrew. Never read the Bible uh-huh. myself. Only so the you, English. You actually probably know more of what the Bible says than like a lot of Christians hmm. because they're going based on what the Bible says, but what the Bible is saying. Oh, something different. What is the Bible says versus what is the Bible saying? Two different things. Listen, you talk about it like you say it's a living. It's a living word of God. I'm just like act like it. Beloved. Wow. There, the, when I took Hebrew, that shit tainted my spirit a little bit because I was like, you mean to tell me that this word in Hebrew has nine different possible meanings and this European motherfucker chose this one? Like the most oppressive one? Man, It's the most annoying. It was like... <laughs> Are you telling me it's it's like uh, when you recognize like, oh, the reason that there were all of these different kinds of prohibitions were not mm-hmm. because of the why we thought it was. It's like prohibition right. on shrimp was not because <laughs> shrimp was bad. It was because, A, they probably didn't know how to cook it properly and they were because mm-hmm. they were a desert nomad people and they were getting right. killed. So call it right. unclean. Be done with it. Um, right. Or like, you know, you know, a woman. There's just like, you know, women need to be out of, I was, someone, uh, I think it was my therapist who was joking with me. She was like, I'm kind of for that thing. Like when I'm on my period that I get seven days to be away from everybody. Beloved, because, do you see me in my bed? Hey. Do you see me on day four of my period? Like we are recording this podcast in bed. Listen, I bless it. <laughs> I made myself, uh, uh, I'm recently moved out. Uh, mm-hmm. We bless them and send them along their way. Hallelujah. Um, but so I, uh, I cleansed the room, mopped it down yeah. with all the right stuff. Come and on. now I'm making this into my office and like my altar over here is getting set up. So I'm just like, come on. I'll it's say. a, that's what I've, uh, that's what I've really found too, is like, as the more I've discovered like the faith of my people before, you know, mm-hmm. and like the, the practices mm-hmm. of my people, yeah, like folk, like, you know, folk Mexican religion is like, you know, you know, it's like <laughs> there's a lot of Catholic, like Catholic imagery in there, but yep. like the the practices, yeah. that's really like what makes the difference. I think for me is like I don't want this to just be another Sunday morning religion that I'm tapping into. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be just mm-hmm. a set of prayers I do during my quiet time to check something mm-hmm. off a list. But what mm-hmm. I found is like these things are transformative for me. Yeah. And like you said, like when I share these with people, I don't do it because I'm looking for attention or to rock any right. boats. Although I will. And, you know, if your boat is rocked, that means that we might be on the same wavelength. Oh, come on. Ah! <laughs> you better give it to the girls. Yes. So, this is how I know that, like, I come from an like, evangelical preaching land, because let me tell you what, those things just roll off my tongue sometimes. And I'm like, eh. yes. And it's a gift, though, because it's just eloquence. It's speech. When you look at the historical Christ figure, he was mm-hmm. a spoken word poet. He was an yes. English major. Like he was out here quick with the tongue. And I think that's important. Um, mm-hmm. What you were saying about being tapped into your ancestral spiritual practices, mm-hmm. that's important. And that's important because there is a part of you at a cellular level that Mm -hmm. is activated spiritually when you tap into your own rituals. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have been living in the gory muckiness of 
Christian supremacy, which in this country, when you say religion, you think of an anti-black, anti-woman, anti-body, anti-queer folks, anti-fun. <laughs> Anti-life. Anti-life, right? White set of rules and principles and practices and all this stuff. And it's like, outside of that, when you talk to African people, when you talk to native folks, indigenous people, when you talk to brown folks who practice like Santeria, when you talk mm. to descendants of the Mayans, right? Like, Everybody else is talking about being in right relationship, mm-hmm. being good stewards of, of the earth, monitoring the seasons and the cycles, mm. being in flow with love. It's only these European motherfuckers with their conquistador asses. Say that. Try, trying to take over shit. Why am I paying rent on pillaged land? I have questions. <sighs> Listen, the, the, there was a part of me last year, like in the height of the pandemic, last I was getting really sick. It was like right around where it's like, Trump hasn't paid taxes in 40,000 years. And I was just like, well, then I'm not paying mine either. <laughs> okay. But now granted, like I, I'm on a payment plan with the government, like we're working it out, but I was just, I was- wow. Cancel student loan debt. In Jesus name. <laughs> okay, in el nombre de Jesucristo. Uh, mom. <laughs> No, I remember um, when, was it Cheesecake Factory? Who was like, oh, we can't pay our rent in like April. They're, and they're just like, we're not going to. I was like, okay, well, I'm not paying my rent either. It's like, did you guys understand Cheesecake Factory is going under? It's serious business. We can't do this right now. I No, I'm not talking to you. We can get no mm-hmm. Linda's fudge cake. Um, no, but that's why it's so important for folks to really think about what did my people believe before the colonizers brought their white Jesus? Mm-hmm. And what were our practices? Because that is going to help you get tuned in and tapped in. Um, I love this book, Women Who Run With the Wolves mm-hmm. by Dr. Clarissa um, Estes. And it's all about wild women which basically Mm. means untamed, which basically means liberated. That's why people are resonating with you because you're liberated, Kevin. Mm. Yeah. When we live under these oppressive structures, including religion, it forces us to shrink ourselves. When the creative was like, oh, look at what I made. This shit is boom, banging. I'm Mm -hmm. here for it. That's how we're supposed to show up. So when Chloe Bailey at 22 years old is whining and looking fire, turning it out for the girls in her power. And you say, how dare you? You try to shame her, say she wants attention. Meanwhile, Trey Songz has his whole penis on the Internet. Listen, whole penis and selling it for monies and selling it monies. And you're like, like I want to go home with Trey Songs. Ooh, Trey Songs. I know why the neighbors know his name. It's just, and yet, like for this young woman, it's like it was the same thing when WAP came out too. It's just like yes. these w- women being sexual creatures, just saying, "This is what I like." And it is so it's so stupid <laughs> because it's just like even just within like again, it doesn't take a close reading of hip hop <laughs> from the early, from the beginning to now to say like men have been talking about all of the pussy. All of the pussy, suck my dick, bitch, hoe, trick. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and then this girl over here is literally just dancing. She ain't doing it. <laughs> Whore! <It's, laughs> but it's like- I can't, I thought- let me just tell you, just like as somebody who like looks like a dude all the time, I don't know, like, and even 
it's like one of those things where it's just like this is why I need to like look more femme in public so that I can be read more like I am because like mm. it's one of the, it makes me feel so sad because like I know not that I not that I want that negative attention like that mm-hmm. but it's like the one thing that always, like something you said a second ago is just like I don't know if you said it but this just came to mind this idea of like mm-hmm. these people who are sending all this negative hurtful rhetoric and kind of like a i know they're trapped i get it mm-hmm. i understand that you are trapped by this you know colonial idea of what purity looks like yeah. and what it and you think that god demands this of you right. i get it and it's just like you'll you'll that you mad because she's free Yes, you are mad because you're not free because you're bound. When you are liberated, your liberation offends the bound. Say it. And and the, the thing is just like, well, I want to do that. And we're just like over there like, do you know your chains are like literally like you could just whoop, take them off? You, you can't. You know that card in uh, the card that came up for me uh, recently in my poll was the devil. Mm-hmm. And so the thing in like most of like the devils in... Uh, if it features two figures there, usually mm-hmm. the chain around their le- neck is always loose. And like the mm-hmm. implication is you can remove these things from yourself Come at any on. time. At a lot any of time. time. It says, but, the, but you know, like the devil is over there just mm-hmm. like, no, you're here. You're stuck here. You get, you can't leave. And so like, you know, the devil scares you and you try to run. And so it's like, you know, you get caught on the chain, but you don't realize if you stop, mm-hmm. if you slow down and stop running away from the think. The, from the thing mm-hmm. you think can hurt you. Mm. And yeah, you were hurt in the past by religion, by people, and all mm. these different things. You've been running from the past, but sometimes if you stop, slow down, look at it, you realize mm. it's just a goat. Preach, Kevin. It's nothing to be scared of. It's just... So, and, and then once you do that, you take off the chain, you turn around, and then you can go dance with Chloe, too. Hey, Rihanna. <laughs> you, you can be free. <sighs> it's a decision. It's mm-hmm. a choice. And we are not taught to make choices. Hello. We're taught to get on a path and it's a conveyor belt mm-hmm. and we just mm, through life. That is not what the divine ideated for us. No. <laughs> when, right? Like we are these gorgeously complex creatures who are human and our humanity, our humanity, our humanity is mm-hmm. our divinity. Maybe that's what was coming humanity divinity humanity just together Mm. right so for me i'm like what makes me feel alive yes what brings me joy what brings me pleasure very that especially pleasure that that is my spiritual practice Mm. pleasuring myself sexually Mm -hmm. sure but more than that yeah drink out of a gorgeous sacred geometric water vessel Mm. like buy the rose quartz tea set if you drink tea every fucking day (laughs) i yeah that is real like the the ability to like just get like i used to feel real bad about spending the money that i had Mm. and it's like i've gotten to this place where it's just like live within your means be generous with what you have and if something is gonna make you happier like you know like now granted if you're like oh like how you know you're like getting materialistic is just like if you Mm. cannot stop yourself from buying Mm. things and you can't pay your bills as a result you can't pay your rent as a result right that's the that's the thought like if it's hurting you then obviously change the behavior but it's not buying things that's wrong it's not you know purchasing the flower you know buy yourself the fucking flowers yeah you know buy yourself buy yourself the sweater for me like 2021 was like kevin buy the fucking skirt 
buy the skirt, buy the silk pajamas. Yeah. So going with what you, <laughs> you were saying, like <sighs> capitalism has done a number on us. And I mm-hmm. get that. And we think I have to have money to do this. I have to pay money for this. And it's mm-hmm. like, when you think about it, you actually don't. Mm. You could shift in such a way where community is the currency, right? Mm-hmm. Where you are getting the care that you, because think about it, you're getting me to pay for products or services. How can I circumvent the need to pay something, some pay to pay money to someone and say, how can we exchange in bartering? How can we engage in mutual aid? How can we engage mm-hmm. in communalism, mm-hmm. right? And get what you need. So for me, particularly when it comes to spending money, I look at money as energy. Yes. I say money is a tool. Mm-hmm. It is not a goal. Correct. You're looking at money as a goal, you show up differently. But when you see money as energy for getting work done, for getting healing, for mm-hmm. investment, yes. right? It shows up in your life differently. A fucking men. Yeah. That's it. And that's like being able to re there's also like this a little bit like I used to be very scared of I it sounds weird, scared of money, but just like Yeah, it's, same. And it's like I think it was because like I and that fear of it that like if I got it, I was going to, I don't know, not spend it wrong. But it's just like Mm. when it comes, that's going to be it. So you better just like Mm. hold on tight and be miserly or like Mm. only do this. I don't know. Like once I started getting a little bit, I don't want to say looser with it, but understanding it in the respect that if I truly believe that God will provide everything I need, if I truly Mm -hmm. believe, you know, that if it's for me, it cannot pass me by. Right. Then what What the fuck am I worried about? It's like, well, right. your body, and it's just like, oh yeah, your body is in survival mode, your body is afraid. So like, let me change my mind. Let me repent of my small thinking mm. and my feeling of separation and say, no, 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 like spirit, if I am in tune with spirit, if I'm aligned with what I'm to do, mm-hmm. of course I'm gonna have it. Why wouldn't I have it? Right. That's my attitude for it. So like, that's kind of like this entire year and how this stuff is going is like, if I need it, if I say, God, this is what I want to do. This is what you want me to do. Right. Nothing. It's the intention. Cause you're in purpose, right? You're in alignment. That's the thing. When you are aligned and on purpose, what serves you will serve the collective. That's it. Is concerned about the collective. So if you're like, I want money for my house, my car, my mm-hmm. mansion, my trips, my jet, my yacht, Mm-hmm. Where's the us? Where's the we? Where's the our? Mm-hmm. That individualistic capitalist bullshit about me and mine, that's not African. That's not indigenous. That's not brown folks. Mm-hmm. That's not our shit. Nope. So when spirit sees, oh, you're a channel for abundance, mm. money will flow to you because money flows through you. And it's not that you're giving away everything so your needs are not met. It's that the overflow is there. So that's... That's the mindset that has to change because we were taught Jesus was poor. Jesus didn't have anywhere to live. Foxes have holes and birds have nests, but Mm -hmm. the the son of man does not have, like, first of all, Jesus had a bag. He just did not carry it. 
Okay. Hello. In the gospel, they had a treasurer. You don't need a treasurer if you ain't got no money. (laughs) (laughs) They had money to do the work of God. And Mm -hmm. we don't talk about that. And the thing is, is that people going back to what you were saying, want to like focus on this scripture. Look at the context. Okay. The idea that you know, the poor will always be with us. No, the poor will always be made by the system. Being broke Mm. is not virtuous. Say that. Being broke is not a virtue. If you are broke, how are you going to help homeless, Mm. uh, excuse me, unsheltered queer kids? Yeah. Your poverty serves nobody. Your poverty serves no one. So this idea that we get to be poor as a symbol of our demonstration of faith, it is warped, it is perverted, and it is oppressive. I will just say that. Yeah. Right. The idea that you have to be broke to show that you're absolutely not. Mm-mm. Because it's like, again, what good does it do? And I think that's like the, the question I always ask going into mm-hmm. any sort of thing is like, is it helpful? Like any mm-hmm. sort of theolo- mm-hmm. theological thought, ask like, is it helpful? Mm-hmm. And that's really for me, like the beginning and end of it. Yeah. Like, you know, like back it up with scripture or not. Right. Um, Cause like that is. <laughs> my that... therapist, go ahead, love. No, 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 no you're go. getting your thought out. Okay, so my therapist, tell my your therapist, my therapist, hey, Dr. Mm-hmm. B. Um, I remember telling her one day like, you know, I just feel like I'm not where I'm supposed to be financially. And I really, really want a Porsche. Mm-hmm. And she was like, if it served you to have a Porsche, you would have a Porsche. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. And just like the relief that that was, like, it's okay to want what you want. It's yeah. okay to like nice things. You deserve nice things, but you gotta know you are a nice thing. Hello. You are a sacred object. You are a precious object. You are so the temple. You are the temple. You are the altar. Like sweetheart, mm-hmm. you trying to acquire nice things, and you are the nice thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's another like. I always tell uh, people who are like getting into their woo-woo side and like crystals (laughs) and stuff, they're just like, you can buy all the tarot cards, crystals, smoke, magic in the world. Okay. However, comma, if you are unable to sit with like the magic, like the candles aren't really magic. The candles are made of wax. You are the magic, baby. You are the motherfucking magic. What you gotta do, like for me, like candle magic is still very powerful because like for me, like I sit there and like the the exercise will say, like I was doing this one that was like removing all blocks, you know, removing blocks to love was the the ritual I was doing. And so this one candle on the left side was just like, think about the things that have hurt you in relationships that made you feel less than. And I got this real clear picture is that, oh, the reason I have not been able to be vulnerable with people is because last time I was in a relationship, when I was in bed with this wonderful man who I really had an attraction to, he said, I don't think we're sexually compatible. And my body heard, there's something wrong with you. Wow. Now granted, like he was just a dumb boy who doesn't have any tact. (laughs) He didn't, he don't know that he says something wrong. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I realized in my head mm-hmm. as I'm sitting there doing that, I was like, oh, that's what's been holding me back. And then like right. the second candle was just like, how do you want to feel in every way? Mm-hmm. You know, emotionally, at home, sexually, like imagine yes. all those feelings inside of you right. and, and tell yourself that you're worthy and you know it. Because really, like the feeling can be generated on my own. But it's like, you know, right. <clears throat> that leads me to. Simply, it's like I, I was able to prepare myself in a different way to say, like, right. no, I, 
my body's not broken. I'm not sexually not incompatible. Broken. Right. In fact, I'm very sexually compatible with very. Men. Yeah. And that to me, like that shift, like allowed me to do it. But it, the, the thing is like, granted, I don't necessarily need a whole candle set up. I don't need a whole right. thing to do. But the thing is like, Matt, like learning these things, it's like sacrament, right? It's, it is a physical object trying to give us or represent to our bodies and our minds yep. what we want to feel spiritually and what we need to receive spiritually. Yep. Yep. You so, took the concept right out of my mouth. The whole time you were talking, I was like, ritual. <laughs> That's what it does. It ritualizes things for us. It's not that the lighting, the wick in the wax candle is going to bring your love. It's you taking time to meditate on the fact that you are worthy of love. It's you taking time to journal about any issues of unworthiness, any blockages, Mm -hmm. any insecurities, any, you know, lingering childhood trauma where people made you feel like you were a burden. It's working through that in the moment and spirit showing up and saying, now we can bring love to you because you are ready to receive this love, mm-hmm. right? This came up on Sunday. Why would I send you something I know you're gonna reject? Huh. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna do it. Mm. Spirit's not gonna do it. Mm-mm. So it's sacraments, it's ritual. You are the magic, right? Mm-hmm. And you express the magic through tool. That's how energy works. It needs mm-hmm. a conduit, it needs a channel. Mm-hmm. And the more like the thing about it is, is like, what is it like you make your practice and then your practice makes you like it's so good because eventually you realize, oh, like if you and that's the thing is like if you don't have access to any of these things, you are the channel. You are the thing that comes through. So even if it's just you sitting outside under a tree, breathing, connecting with yourself again. Yep. That's big magic, baby. Big magic. And that's why you got to liberate yourself from mental slavery, Bob Marley. But no, like uh, colonized religion, because colonized religion will have you thinking that yoga is evil and demonic, that, you know, being a tree lover is wicked or pagan. That's evil. Like, first of all, don't even get me started on your pagan ass roots. Okay. Abrahamic huh. religion. Let me talk. That's the thing I want to get to. I'm just like, do you guys realize like how many things in the Catholic church are so witchy? It's witchy. It's witchy as fuck. Like even in the black church. So yes. we take um, olive oil from the grocery store, pray over it and say, oh, it's transmuted. Now this is holy oil. I'm going to anoint you. What do you? <laughs> and that, that, that as I'm, I'm studying um, Southern Conjure right now, and I'm just like, yes. oh, that's where they got it from. Okay. That's where they got it from. And that's the thing, because even when you were talking about um, your ancestral wisdom, I heard you say, was it Mayan folk religion or Mexican folk Mexican religion? Folk religion. Mexican folk religion. Mexican folk religion. I don't like that we call African, indigenous, Mexican traditional religions folk Mm. magic Mm. you know it's like it's a religion a religion is a system of beliefs when you look at the etymology of the word ligare is to fasten or to bind and we know Mm -hmm. re is to do again so it should refasten you to the divine it should rebind you Mm. to that so yeah it is a religion drinking champagne is a religion my nigga like (laughs) 
right? Walking in the sun by the water, deep cleansing breaths is a religion because it's bringing me back to center. So I, yeah, whenever I see people say that is not folk anything, that's religion, period. I'm about to, you know, I'm changing my language today. If, if it resonates with you. No, it does. I think like, uh, that's just the way, like I, I was thinking about like, it's the way that like in these books that were probably written yep. a couple of years ago, talk about it. Yep, and yep, so yep. Th- I like this though. Cause even in the article from the religion news service, um, mm. on oh, the proverbial light, experience. Light flex. <laughs> a big flag. So um, she, the, the reporter named hoodoo as a folk tradition. Mm. And that is not language that I would use. And so no shade to her, no shame to her, but I do think it's a really, really good talking point that mm-hmm. hoodoo is an African traditional religion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, uh, if you're a quandarismo or quandarisma, like mm-hmm. you are, you are a traditional religious healer. Exactly. And that's what it is. I had <laughs> one of my biggest, you know, a fan is the word that's coming to mind, but supporter, one of my biggest supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in my DMs because she recently got called a witch on Clubhouse. <laughs> And I was like, congratulations, you made it. Like, <laughs> we're here now. Um, because witches were healers. Yes, they were liberated women who That's knew. Who they were. They knew herbs that could help you, help you everything from your stomach ache to help you have a smooth pregnancy. They knew how to deliver babies. That's it. And it's just like, they know science. Put them, put them, put them in the stocks. We can't have women learning things. <laughs> And that is at the stake. like, honest to goodness, I'm like, oh, also speaking of witches on the internet, I accidentally left my laundry in the wash. So my grandfather died on Saturday, left my laundry in the washer when I started it. And oh. I, then I remembered it and I'm like, oh no. Oof, I walked by and I was like, oh no, this like this is like my favorite jeans and my shirt. I'm like, I'm like, all right, it's fine. And then someone said, baking powder, white vinegar, run it again. I was about and to say, vinegar, I'm just like, baby. I'm just like, and these people, like my clothes are fine now. I'm like, they oh. are. Look at, come on. See, that's it. Wait, so even when you look at like voodoo, um, mm-hmm. there's a great documentary on Amazon Prime, I want to say, about that. Um, it's about being in line with plants and with animals and animism. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, that literally what every indigenous practice is about, honoring the land, not conquering it being in flow with the land mm-hmm. not trying to sell it off yeah that's what like i mean you look at leviticus that's what most of it was about yeah the lands <sighs> okay i know that we're over time i don't want to take more of your time even, I, I, let me rephrase it. i do want to take more of your time but <laughs> i know that you have to get on with your life and so do i so oh, please precious. okay Tell humans on the internet where they can connect with you and all of your work, et cetera. Yes, I I think this is hilarious that we jumped right in and maybe you're going to record like the intro beforehand, but my mm-hmm. name is LaVon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I am gonna do an introduction to the show. So like people are gonna know who I'm talking to going into. <laughs> AKA LaVon Briggs, AKA Pastor Bay. I am a body and sex positive womanist preacher, transformational speaker, author, just got a literary agent. So we are praying for these six figure book deals and oh, in Yay's Cristo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you want to stay in touch with me, keep up with all the shenanigans, LaVonP.com um, is the website where you can find me. 
Um, I am on social media. I'm on Instagram all the time, beloved, <laughs> at Levant P. That's also for now, where you can come to church mm-hmm. with us on Sunday mornings at 11, 11 a.m. ish Eastern Standard Time. We run on Liberated Time over there. Uh, but Hallelujah. With us, if you <laughs> would like to learn in community with me, uh, patreon.com slash Levant P is where we are talking about the art of reintegrating your spirituality, mm-hmm. your sensuality, and your sexuality. Um, and I also do lots of online courses and mm-hmm. the things. So, yeah, holler at your girl. Point of clarification for your community: Is it just geared towards um, POC folk, or is it like open season for anybody who wants to? Come oh, in? it's open season. So I am a womanist, which means we center the experiences, vantage points, and perspectives of Black women. But when Black women are free, everybody else is going to be free. So wonderful. Black women is going to help you. So come on over. Party. I adore you. I um, admire you. I think you're beautiful. And thank you so much. You are so worthy, beloved. Thanks for having me. That was my conversation with LaVon Proverbs Briggs. Like she said, you can connect with her all over the internet at LaVon P. That's L-Y-V-O-N-N-E-P across all the social media. Get up in the Patreon group. Learn about your spirituality. Reclaim your sensuality. It's so good. And be sure to join her on Sunday mornings at 11, 11 a.m. for the proverbial experience. It is a beautiful time, and I hope to see you there as well. Uh, just like I said at the top of the show, you can check out the uh, live stream show happening with Semler, a.k.a. Grace Baldridge, a.k.a. Preacher's Kid herself, out here in these streets representing queer Christianity at the top of the Christian charts. Um, If you haven't been following my social media, just go check out Stream Preacher's Kid on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever you listen to it. And go ahead and get your tickets. They're at thekevingarcia.com slash live show. That's thekevingarcia.com slash live show. Um, Tickets are just seven bucks and uh, 11% of all proceeds are gonna be donated to Beloved Arise, an LGBTQ youth group for queer kids of faith. I think that's everything. The other thing I want to share with you is something I'm starting on Saturday. So start marking your calendars Saturday at 11, 11 a.m. Uh, we're having Saturday church, a.k.a. Saturday church for all heretics and doubt-filled believers. I hope to see you there. Uh, it's exciting. Um, I, I can't wait. I just really can't wait. There's going to be music. There's going to be reflection. There's going to be good preaching. Uh, there's going to be um, ritual. It's, it's everything you've ever wanted. It's all the church without the dogma. Um, and you can join from the Instagram. Uh, so follow me over on Instagram.com slash the Kevin Garcia. And on top of that, just be sure to rate the show. Give us five stars. Let the people know what you're doing. If you like the show, please, please become a supporter. Don't just be one of those people who's just like, oh my God, this like fucking changed my life. And then like you don't actually help the person that would change your life. Send me a dollar on Cash App. Cash App at the Kevin Garcia. PayPal.com slash the Kevin Garcia. Send your girl some bones, you know. Tip, tip, uh, girls, you know, you tip out at the restaurant, you know, so tip your girls, tip your waitresses, tip your content creators, tip, tip your spiritual leaders, because we're out here doing this and this is my only job, baby. Okay. So uh, if you want to get in on more good, deep spiritual community in a meaningful way, come learn with us over at thekevingarcia.com where we're getting in spiritual reformation. I think that's everything I need to say. Uh, Go get your tickets. Go join Patreon. Rate this. Go follow LaVon. I love you. 
Um, do something for, nice for yourself. So till next time, this has been another episode of A Tiny Revolution. Please take your meds, call your person, move your body in a way that feels good, eat something delicious. Um, if you like taking baths, you know, get some herbs, get some like, you know, get yourself some sacred smoke uh, and set yourself up and just really just luxuriate yourself because you deserve, ma. You really, 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 truly, honestly deserve. And let me tell you what, I was, um, I sent this actually to Levon today, speaking of, is, um this thing is of a comedy, per, com, what I called comedians, but she said, brokenness is temporary, but lavish is forever. You can be broke as shit and still love yourself, baby. All right, that's the word of the day. Take it easy. And until next time, I'm Kevin Garcia. I'll see you on the internet, baby. Mwah.